folks it's us it's the it's the team we got the band back together didn't we we got the band back together it's three romance lovers and yeah it's uh, three rude dudes can i it's three rude dudes can i say something kind of gross no yeah this is a romance podcast we're no longer strange bedfellows because jamie and i are intimate bedfellows because she's my my wife okay that's going a little far but yep yeah um, Jamie, welcome to the pod. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Is this is this the the current state of the intro of the podcast? That was the intro. This is no, just, we uh, haven't done this it. Just yet. us this loosening just, up. Oh, we're just clearing know? our throats here. Okay, yeah. so this <laughs> isn't the show. Getting a lay of the land. Was feeling it, feeling, feeling it show? out. Feeling ourselves a little bit. I it's mean, all this is all going, going in. in. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get Jamie. I, as you may know, if you listen to our show, I gave up trying to start the podcast by introducing the show well, about three years ago because <laughs> it just it never took so that's the thing where right now i think the shows that you're releasing are you're like three or four episodes ahead in what you've recorded so i was hoping that like the intro like do you have a sign right. off yet yeah tanner picks something from the book each week okay okay yeah. so you just so, you just stole did he remember from- to do that this week it's Not just you're doing likely. so you're doing the blank check is what we call that outro. Is that oh okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think we call our out- outro after an outro from another podcast. Well, I mean when it's the <laughs> same. Do they do that? Do you say and as always before you do it? Because that no, would be a real no. okay. Then you didn't. It's just it's inspiration. We take inspiration from everywhere all around us. I'm it's glad mostly that you a way found... to for, so that I could continue to make fun of Jack and myself, but. You know what? I'm not going to do it this week. Fuck you guys. Yes. No, I didn't. Ugh, I didn't mean to. I would like to hear you do it. Now I've ruined everything. Maybe if you have time after you've listened to Blank Check. Yeah. I listened <laughs> to your show too. What the hell? <laughs> Hello, everybody. And it's the Bedfellows. <laughs> and we're the Bedfellows. And it's Jack is one of them. And Tanner's another. And who else is here today? It's Jamie. Hello. Hello. And Jamie welcome. Green Ring. N- yes. Nay Green. Yeah. Nay. My wife. <laughs> Nay my wife. T- Tanner saying it. I yeah. hope so. And we um it's a podcast and it's about th- the books and romance. And today we did a sequel. Woo! Yes. It's called A Scott in the Dark. It's our first sequel. Jamie by Sarah yes. McLean. By Sarah McLean. You're something of a romance connoisseur yes it's kind of a thing in romance to do series sequels right yeah not even just sequels but series sometimes they're because we we met we met alec yes the protagonist of this book when we read of the rogue not taken yes which was book one in this series and uh, longtime or devoted readers of sarah mclean's work also met Let's see, uh, Lady Georgiana, Georgiana, who we meet in this book. She was in. She was the heroine of the last book of the previous series. Wow, is she Not, the one whose husband is a, a newspaper? No, he's a newspaperman. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mister Duncan West, I think. Someone in this book hu- book's husband is a dink. Well, that person then would not have been the heroine of a romance novel because romances don't end with people marrying dinks. They always marry cool people mm, well, mm. like you mm-hmm. all right that's enough that's the last of that, that we're gonna <laughs> have today, folks. Um, it's scandal and scoundrel and i'm realizing now that i've read too that it's that's the kind of the thing there's a scandal lady and a scoundrel gentleman and but it's only really in the eyes of the world that they're scandals or scoundrels in in reality they're neither correct yes She's just living her damn life, and he's secretly a nice man. And he, and this is something that I think that you taught me, Jamie. He, like all um, men in romances, hasn't figured out how to have uh, value himself and have self worth, and he needs her to help him figure that out. 
Yeah, it's a very... And that's how he's a scoundrel. Yes. He thinks he's a scoundrel. Of course, in reality, he is a a remarkable, upstanding, virtuous, wonderful man, but he thinks that he is worthless. That's that's a big romance trope. Um, And he's a Scott in the dark, isn't he? And is it our friend Scott? Oh, it's spelled differently. I hope it's not, because we read a lot about him having sex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would be awkward. Sorry, I'm I'm listening to you guys, but yep. I do need to get the outro because I forgot to do that part. So now I'm doing perfect. It. Great. That's love perfect. It, That's love great. It, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this will give us an opportunity to talk about this novel. So it was a good novel. We we loved it and mm. enjoyed it very much. It um it was as good as the previous novel. It was nice to meet some of our old friends. Um, it was also nice, and I'm realizing this is a nice thing about sequels to see that they're still they still love each other. The people from the first book? They're happy. Of course, yeah. yeah. They're, and he's they're... just a doting husband now, and they're yep. all smoochy and stuff. I yep. mean, it's only been six months, so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they, so Sarah is now two series past this, and I'm pretty sure that um, all their kids are just running around, oh, and they're still in love. Like, her, her books are set. She's up to the Victorian era now. Okay. You're telling me forward. that Sarah McLean, the McLeanaverse, mm. is a lot like the Brandon Sanderson universe, where like the the universe is all connected, but it will do some like time jumping, and there's like steampunk gangsters who like swallow metal to get superpowers and and things along those lines. Is that is that accurate? Is that <laughs> correct? And uh, a yes or no answer, please, Jamie. Yes, it's it's the co- <laughs> it's the Cosmere of romance novels. <laughs> Cool. That's interesting. What's the wildest thing that exists in the McLeanaverse? I've got something. Yeah. Oh, you you, you think you found Jack in this book? Yeah, Jack thinks it happens to be in this book. Question that you and I like to ask of these novels. We actually haven't done it in a while, but it's a mm. question that's never um, far from the forefront of our minds when we're reading these books. Is where does this novel stand on the spectral realm? Yes. Mm. Yes, this is a. It's a segment that was inspired by the hit Netflix <laughs> uh, series. Yeah, Spectral. Wait, what's it called? Spectral. Yeah, and it's Spectral. Um, so- soldiers um, fighting ghost ghosts fighting, and the soldiers fight the ghosts. Mm-hmm. I wish that uh, Sarah had spent more time on this. I know that she was busy with other stuff, but right. I just got. She just gave us a little whiff. Yeah. Uh, it's this passage. It occurred to him that when this particular house had been downsized to a skeleton staff, several <laughs> maids had likely been kept on for the purpose of dusting the mad collection of useless items. And then it just moves right past that. But it moves was right past it. So it's very spooky. A staff of skeletons who have been yeah. cursed to dust. Yeah. Is this the dog house or is this just a sculpture house? So the guy has like seventeen houses, and I can't remember. I just okay. I was so taken Who aback does? by Scott? the skeletons. The Scott, uh, yeah, Scott, the Duke. Yeah. Our friend Scott. Mm-hmm. It's our friend Scott. No, it can't be wow. your friend Scott. They talk way too much about his dong. Yeah, I will well, not we, have I, just. I read don't a know. Book about... I think we're probably pretty close with. I think I'm Scott not. and I. I read this book are too. close enough that we could probably openly talk about our dongs together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But what about all the other people reading this book? Well, that actually brings me to. Um, uh, Another segment that we have. Yeah. Is it the one where we explain the book? We're, and we're done with the spectral stuff? No, we're going we're gonna to explain the book, but first we're going to do our hit segment that's called... Girth Check! Girth Check. How long, How long that, that dog? dong? Um, yeah. We got some suggestions. You in, got some uh, suggestions? <laughs> in the Baby Nation Facebook group. Okay, great. People were helping us workshop... Um, What's... What's wrong with those two fantastic hey, alternate segments? Oh, absolutely Can I, can I no suggest idea. one? Can I suggest yeah. one? Yeah. What's the worth of that girth? <laughs> okay. Worth. What's the What's the girth? What's the girth's worth? How long the dong? Uh, how thick that stick? Okay. Mm-hmm. And a gog at, at that, that hog. hog. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Great. Um, now we have two many segment titles. <laughs> let me uh, credit the authors. Okay. Perfect. How mean is that? Pe- how how mean is that penis? How mean is that penis? Emily Hedges Vietti actually came up with both of those. Ooh, how thick that stick and a gog for that hog. <laughs> so um, this is, and I hope Scott's listening. There are a few references to it, but the one that that was the most clear was also conflicting. Mm. So let me read you this passage. 
He hissed his pleasure at her touch. Sorry for the blue language. <laughs> He's Voldemort. Lily, you're magnificent. She Sorry. You are magnificent. She whispered. <laughs> Yuck. I am too big. A beast. She stroked him. Sorry for, for this, everybody. She stroked him long and lush. You are too perfect. A man. He closed his eyes and put his forehead to hers. Thank you. <laughs> there was something in the words, an ache she did not like. A doubt, this is because he still hasn't re- realized his self-worth. A doubt she did not wish. She stilled. Alec? Oh, his name is Alec. Yeah. Yeah? Huh. Okay. Scott, What'd you're you off the hook. Oh. oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> he shook his head. Do not stop. Christ, Lily, do not stop. <laughs> she did not. Stroking again and again, reveling in the size and strength of him. And then she says... There is a small thing I should like to discuss. So that, wait, but that's uh, I'm so getting really conflicting could go information. Way. Yeah, is it yeah. big, reveling in the size and strength of it? But that doesn't necessarily imply the that size it's doesn't huge. Mean necessarily mean a large size. It we could be that she's huge. reveling in how like yeah, small. Well, it is. well, okay. So when she says there's a small thing I want to discuss, does she say it's your penis? Because that that could what's the next? Cha- she changes the subject after yeah, what? She changes the subject to a, from context. Another small yeah. thing. Jack, keep reading. We're gonna get uh, to the bottom. Uh, of we this. didn't capture the note, unfortunately. Mm, mm, that's such yeah. a shame. Mm. So yeah. I guess we'll never in, know. We're gonna assume that, that it's his it's, penis. Um, yeah, but it's you know as we always say with the segment, we just want it. We're butchers. We're um, oh yeah. We're your dick butchers. butchers. Yeah, yeah, we just you're scientists. We're interested in this in the way that we're interested in slabs of meat. Which yeah. is just yeah. to see how big they are. Talk, and we don't talk care. about Alec is a big slab of meat. We're, it's not a value can we, judgment. Can we talk about how it's Alec a is a big judgment. slab of meat? That's a value judgment. Alec is a big slab of meat. If we're going to talk about Alex being a big slab of meat, I have something to say, but I feel like we have to describe We've the book. We've got to first. describe okay. the book. And, and I, think I went and I, last week. And I went the other week before. And I, so, oh, so oh, ugh, okay. I guess, unfortunately for you, Jamie, it's going to be your turn to describe the book. All right. Tanner and I have been really carrying the um I know. I've the been weight slacking. Of this. You've been slacking. What we're going to do is we're going to give you uh 90 seconds which as you know is uh the amount of time it takes Tanner to, to pleasure uh, me. Pleasure a a lady. A hypothetical. <laughs> and uh during those 90 seconds uh you can describe every single thing that happens in this novel. Let me just make sure I have the names right. He's Alec, she's Lily, Scott, and I'm going to begin, uh, tell us everything that happens in this book, beginning. Okay, so Alec is a Scottish man. He is 17th in line for a dukedom, and t- or maybe, eight- yeah, 17th in line for a dukedom, and then the duke dies, and everyone else in line for the dukedom dies, and all of a sudden he's a duke, and he doesn't want to be a duke, and he just stays in Scotland. But then he finds out that the dukedom had a ward, and there has been a scandal, and the ward is in scandal. It turns out the ward is the most beautiful woman in all of England, Lily. She's 23 years old. She's been uh, romantically involved with this artist. He's a dipshit. And he is going to be showing at a large fancy show the nude portrait he painted of her that he promised to her would never be shown. And that is scandalous. Alec comes to England to try to save Lily and... They fall in love with each other, basically. Um, And so the rest of the book is them falling in love, denying that they're in love with each other, admitting they're in love, but saying they can't be with each other because they're not worthy of each other. And also trying to save Lily's reputation by stealing and destroying the painting. Um, She also makes some friends. She's never had any friends. She's very lonely, including um, four of the five Soiled S's sisters we met in the first book. They help her out. They're fantastic. She gets a dress. It's got plaid on it. And they break a bed and they fall in love. And she decides to let the painting be shown anyway because she is so strong and powerful. And time. My God, that was fantastic. Thank wow, you. Wow, that's, no that's how a pro that's, does it. I, I honestly was like, <laughs> let's see how Jamie does at this, because it's always so difficult, and we always fumble through it, and now oh, she's going to see it what difficult? it's like <laughs> being under this spotlight. I admit that it's difficult. You're terrible. I think <laughs> I find it a breeze. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think it's a breeze. That th- was very I think good. I, I think I came to this as a listener of the show who, even though I've 
read almost all of the books that you've talked about really wants them to actually be summarized on the show. And so that was my mission <laughs> You're ready. for the you rest did it. of the you listeners. You fucking nailed it. Thank you. Um, you also did mention a thing that is, um, I don't know if it's a segment. I guess it's just a comment. But it's um, a thing that I like about romances. Okay. That I'd like, I like to share that segment. I like this as a segment. Yeah. That uh, it's also it's also about friends. Yeah, it's really nice because she's like, like yes, they're porking each other. Let's just say it; they're porking each other Jesus. and they're porking Check. each other constantly. But the other thing that's nice is that she finds some friends, and mm-hmm. like uh, that's just as important. She she's and she's oh, friends right. with the, our friends because they're our friends from the last book. It's the, the sisters. soiled sisters. Yeah. Soiled it's sisters. And they're so nice to her, and she didn't have any friends before. I don't totally because she's she's neither fish nor fowl. She's like a Harry Potter. She's like a Harry You're Potter. You're saying character. that because she lives in a little bedroom under the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, no, but she's 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 she doesn't have any friends because she's the Duke's well, she ward. Okay, she's between classes. She's between classes, like the yeah. the she's not aristocracy. So once the Duke who raised her most of her life dies, she's just sort of passed from Duke to Duke, from house to house. But the servants won't talk to her because she's too high above them. So she she lives in a tiny room where she can hear the maids laughing on the other side of the wall. Sad. Yeah. It's so sad. sad. She's got no friends, and that's why she uh, allows herself to fall for this. Like he's a real, real dipshit. Bad. Yeah. Oh. Um, but he is a good artist. Yes. A very good artist. So we're told. One of the best. Yeah. The the no. best since um Ing- Ing- Ingress. No, the, the, he's a it's contemporary. Angre. Angre. Tanner. Um, that actually leads me to a segment. If is I like, it about if my favorite? Is it about Jamie's favorite room of paintings at the Met Museum? Because it's the Angers room. The Angers. Yeah, we do, we do it every week. Why? Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been doing this segment without me? Well, most of the time we just skip it, but oh, okay. it is on the agenda every okay. week. This segment is actually called my. <gasps> <gasps> Sorry, I can't wake your baby, but I didn't. I appreciate the solidarity. You have to yell for all three of us. Yeah, yeah. Front of the week. How's that? Good. I can't wake my baby. My baby's fast asleep, Um, and he's a big boy now, and he just turned four. And happy birthday to my child. Did he get any good gifts on his birthday? Yeah, Uncle Tanner sent him a Jar Jar Binks, and he fucking loved it. He opened it today. Disgusting. He loved it. You, Jack, sent a video, and he said, Jack said. Who is that? And he said, a Gungan. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack said, you know his name? And he said, yeah. And Jack said, what is it? And he said, will you tell me his name? <laughs> <laughs> but were you not somewhat impressed? That yeah, he, Gungan? He was yes. like, oh, this it, this looks like a Gungan. I, I don't know which one, because there are so many in so Phantom many Menace. Them. So yeah. I can't tell you precisely which one it is, but I know that it's a Gungan. And then when you said, it's Jar Jar Binks, he went, it's Jar Jar Binks! <laughs> <laughs> It was very exciting. Yeah. yeah. And this has been Dead Dog. Dead Dog. Dead Dog. Dead Dog. Um, I, didn't really, I didn't really talk in that part. You were yeah. present. Okay. Here's my burn. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Each year, the Academy prides itself on a special piece, a first exhibition of one of Britain's most skilled contemporary artists. In the past, we've revealed unparalleled works from Thomas Gainsborough and Joseph Turner and John Constable, each to more acclaim than the last. This year, we are most proud to showcase renowned artists of stage and canvas, Derek Hawkins. That's the burn? Yeah, it's a burn on Sir Joshua Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason Tanner and I are not laughing is that we don't don't want to wake the child. We don't want to wake the baby. Yeah. But, you know, to mention Gainsborough and not even give a nod to Reynolds. Is- oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding me. It's uh, pretty rich. It's yeah, pretty it's rich. pretty rich. Yeah. Should I do mine? Yeah. Okay. That's the segment. Somehow, standing here with this impeccable English woman in this impeccable English townhouse in this impeccable English square, wearing an uncomfortable suit, barely fitting in the open doorway, feeling big and out of place, he could not help but hear it. Couldn't help but feel it. 
close and unsettling, like the tight cravat around his neck. How often had he heard it from beautiful women, whispered in awe as though they were too busy imagining the fine, deep notch he would make in their bedposts to keep their innermost (laughs) thoughts to themselves. When one came in the size he did, women tended to desire it like a prize, a bull at the county fair, massive and beastly. And that burns on me. Okay. You know? Gosh, it's so hard just being so big. And desirable, like just a, a notch the on the bedpost. County fair, yeah, massive and beastly, huge dog. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just tough. Oh, that's it's, a tough burn, and it's very um, good of you to reveal this sensitive side of yeah, yourself. Yeah, thank the you for sharing that. that. Live yeah. through every day. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. This book has really clearly opened you up. You're really <laughs> kind of just letting yeah. it out there, and that's really nice. Thank you. You know, yeah, try to be a little vulnerable every now and then. And I'm glad you guys are hearing me. No, I felt that I understand my hurt. better after reading this. Because mm-hmm. that's, this guy's, everyone calls him a big brute. Everyone always calls you a big brute. Yeah. Behind your back. And for him, it really hurt. It wounds, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it hurts. It yeah, because the problem is that, that women just, he's not, he's not for keeping. He's just for one night. And that's what well, they and say. How do you it. think Jamie yes. feels? You know, know, it's kind of a burn on got, Jamie too. Yeah, this I got stuck of women with. women who are always throwing themselves at me. No, like, that is a bird on Jamie that she married someone who's supposed to only be for one night. Just yeah. For one night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my burn actually ties into that. Yeah. Okay. So my burn is um, pretty late in the book. Um, Lily is getting a dress made basically to try to be so hot that Alec has to admit that he's in love with her. Um, and at the dressmaker shop at the same time is this woman, Peg, who is the woman who... Oh, she's like such she, a dingleberry. Yeah, she sucks. She is the woman who made Alec think that he is just for one night, not for oh, forever, yeah. and it's, it's not to the, be married. She's awful. He carries this this like guilt and burden with him that like prevents him from being with Lily, and eventually he admits it to her. And the guilt and burden is that like he essentially fucked his way through college yeah so like he was in love with peg and she was and they slept together and he was like all right well i will do the right thing and i'll marry you and she was like oh honey no (laughs) and then like all her friends were like i want to ride the scottish brute but he was super broke and they gave him money um and so she's awful and she is giving lily a really hard time all right, so the the night before, Alec had like almost confessed his love to Lily, and then had abandoned her. And he had gone to Peg's house to like remind, basically, to make himself feel like shit. Um, oh, I just hit my reading goal for the day. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Congratulations! Your reading goal for the day is to read. Uh, well, it's just like in the app. Novel? It it's like a quantity. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yes, <laughs> it counts as reading. <laughs> Uh, jealousy shot through lily as the countess neared a small knowing smile on her lips he came to me because he wanted the reminder that you are not for him that's the countess the words stung like a blow hard and wicked lily refused to show it she straightened willing herself strong if he came to you peg then i assure you i am not for him and so that's like burn one um because that's also like That's sort of good. not a thing Lily has innately in her. And so one of the Talbot sisters who she's there with whispers, good girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then my other burn is like a page later, the mean woman leaves and one of the sisters says, that woman is a termagant, which I gather is a burn. I had to look up what it meant. So that was a what burn on That was a burn on me. It's for like a, sh- n- a shrew, a shrewish. Yeah. A harsh, like a, a harsh tempered like or overbearing a zan- woman. A Zantipe. Well, oh, that doesn't sure. help. Yeah, oh. um, <laughs> that that didn't clarify clarify it for you, Jamie. It's a Zantipe. Mean, uh, Zantipe is Socrates' wife. Ah, uh, right. yeah. Well, a famous. All right, burn, burn on Jamie again. <laughs> I thought Good. you were supposed to be the smart one of the two of us. Yeah, you're both the smart one of the two of us. How does that both? How does that make you both feel? Yeah, it's good. It brings good. us together. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's a natural bond there. <laughs> yeah. There is. <laughs> um, I think that um, Sarah McLean or Sarah McLean, depending on how you like to pronounce it, um, has animal blindness. Animal blindness. Interesting. Yeah. Tell me more. Um, let's see. I got a few passages here. 
what do you think she doesn't see animals or she doesn't she can't tell animals apart she can't tell animals apart here's the first passage you don't care for dogs he did not lower his paper she did actually she'd always rather wish she had one they're dogs i thought they were small horses this is angus he said one hand peeking out from behind the paper to stroke the massive head on his left and this is hardy he delivered similar care to the other they're kittens you'll like them okay it's very confusing. confusing passage yeah i don't yeah. know what they are yeah at this point i think they're probably very large kittens which is confusing okay. because kittens are usually small uh right. very large kittens are very small horses <laughs> right that's so, just science yeah so i think that's what it is okay Do you have more jack I mean, it just keeps coming up through the book. He might hate all things English, but Alec wasn't a monster. He wasn't about to leave the girl to the damn wolves. And if the she-wolves next door were any indication, it was a good thing he was there as the poor girl was already their meal. And it's actually people who live next door. Mm. Oh, weird. That's so confusing. Yeah, yeah super confusing. But he, but Sarah McLean said she-hulks? She said she-hulks no, live she, next door. No. Huh. <laughs> Well, that's not even a kind of animal. No, exactly. And it's all over the place. That's and what we're saying. She has animal blindness. Yeah, yeah she has yeah, animal yeah, blindness. Sarah. <laughs> it's tough to read a book by someone with animal blindness, and it's like, I don't want to like malign it like it happens. Yeah. Um, she can't help it. Once I realized that was happening, I just allowed for it. Um, and it didn't get in the way of the experience. Oh, good. Jack, I have a question for you. Yeah. It's a segment. Yeah. Can I called, also answer it? If you know the answer, but okay. I don't think you do. Um, what the? F- it's called Scotland Facts with Wee Man Jacks. <laughs> and Jack, you went to school in Scotland. That's accurate. Yeah, Saint Andrews, mm-hmm. which is both the name of a town, mm-hmm. a golf course, and a saint, and a saint and a school. Mm-hmm. And the school's you, on the golf course. Is it? Yeah. And it's and they're both in the town, mm-hmm. named after the saint. So we've gotten we've gotten to the bottom of the etymology. Yeah, you know a lot about Scotland, presumably. Sure, you're sort of our resident expert on Scotland. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would assume. Yeah, more than me and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Let me read you a passage. Okay, perfect. She had not known Derek for her entire life. She known him for six months, three weeks, and five days since he'd approached her on the afternoon of Michaelmas. Michaelmas. As she lingered in the Hyde Park sun on one of the last warm days of the year and told her in no uncertain terms that he was going to marry her. Jack, what's Michaelmas? Michaelmas. It's Christmas for Michael? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Christmas for Michael. It's one of these freaking days like Pentecost in the in the church calendar. Am so I, only Michaels get presents? Am I yeah. losing my mind? Or I'm We talked having, about this before. I'm having yeah, the most Yeah, we talked about it before. I didn't get a good answer. I didn't get a good answer. <laughs> We did. This we came talked about it when we read the game governess discussion. games, oh but God. I didn't get a good answer, and now I want an answer. What is Michaelmas? <laughs> I well, told you a all, pretty good answer. Saying it right, Michaelmas. Michaelmas. It's, spe- it's spelled Michaelmas. Yes, and we know that in the English language, <laughs> everything is pronounced how it looks. Come on, right, I'm going to start calling my father-in-law Mickel. Mickel. <laughs> Grandpa Mickel, and we'll see how that goes over. Yeah, He'll Grandpa Nicole is going to be like, I I told Jamie that he was one of these guys that you only have for a night and not for a whole lifetime, <laughs> and she wouldn't fucking listen. <laughs> Grandpa Mike loves me. <laughs> uh, Michaelmas, it's one of the days in the church calendar. It's kind of like Pentecost. You know, it's just a day, and it's probably it's a, the mass that you have. Um, okay, in, Christmas in, for Michaels. To celebrate Michael. It's just Christmas for Michaels. For Michael. Only Michaels yeah. get gifts. Well, unfortunately, we do have to um, take a quick break. Okay. We'll come right back. All right, guys. See you on the other side. Bye. Jack, Jamie, you both know me Mm -hmm. well. You Mm -hmm. both know that I am Mm -hmm. a man of culture Mm. who has Mm -hmm. uh, traveled the world and spent a lot of time overseas. Loves bragging about it. Someone who likes Mm -hmm. to... Experience other cultures without exoticizing, right? It's all about mm, like mm. drinking it in, really immersing yourself in the culture. And for that reason, I love Scottish tweets. <laughs> you know, it just makes me feel like I'm, I'm there with my people, the Scots. 
So I want to introduce a hit segment that we do every time we read a book about Scots, and it's called... (laughs) (laughs) Is this a passage from the book, or is it a Scottish tweet? Okay, perfect. (laughs) And I'm going to read you something that's either a, a passage from the book or a tweet from a Scottish person, and you guys have to guess which one it is. Okay. Great. Jamie was sitting mm-hmm. next to me on the couch earlier as I was preparing this segment, and I kept laughing. Okay. And she said, aren't you supposed to be getting ready for the podcast? You're just reading Scottish tweets. <laughs> that right, is, you guys that ready? is getting ready for the podcast. May I begin? Please. Yes. Here's the first passage. I'm not as good as a Scottish accent as you, but I'm going to give it a shot because- Oh, boy. His brogue <laughs> in the text and the brogue in these Scottish tweets- demands being read like a Scot. <laughs> we should have called up a Scottish friend, except it's like one in the morning there, and had them read these. I went to university in Scotland. Yeah, I, did you hear about I, that? Yeah, yeah, did you hear I about have, that? No, but like an, a real Scottish person, not you with your two I'm the closest. I'm the closest here. We could call Scott. <laughs> May I do my hit segment? Please. All right, here's the first passage. When you push a pull door and the person behind says, you need to pull. Aye, cheers, lad. Sure. Next plan was to start lifting from the bottom. (laughs) Is that from this book or is that a Scottish tweet? There are a lot of segments in this book where he keeps pulls the doors off the, um, like he's constantly, he's like. That's what makes it so tricky. He's a Scottish brew. Scott is. And so he's constantly like, whenever, like they're constantly finding themselves outside of a a locked door. And And he's he's like, like, I'll just lift it off. (laughs) So your Uh, guess is the book? So my guess is from this novel. No, it's a tweet. That was at Sloan Perry on Twitter. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Should I do the next one? Yeah, fuck yeah. I love listening to Scottish tweets. They rule. Uh, Well, it might not be a Scottish tweet. It might be from the book. Gotcha. I love listening to romance novels. They rule. Yeah. Can't lose. Can't lose with this segment. One of the best nicknames I've ever heard is a guy in my work called Wayne Bruce, and he gets called Man Bat. (laughs) Tanner, Tanner, is this a segment or is this an excuse to read Scottish tweets? No, I'm going to say because um, Sarah McLean has um, animal blindness. Oh, yeah. As we know. So I think it's from this book. Man Bat is exactly something that Sarah McLean would accidentally say because of her animal blindness. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll say it's a tweet because it's not in the book. (laughs) It's an uncredited tweet. Yeah. (laughs) It's a Scottish tweet. Uh, God, I'm good at this. Baby coughing on a bus right as I needed to cough. So I nearly exploded holding it because I didn't want to look like a guy who copies babies. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jack, tell us why that one's from the book. Because it's like this guy in this novel, Scott, he's like always trying to be this tough guy. Underneath, he's just like it's a tweet. It's from sensitive. at but say underscore. Oh, okay, yeah. I, and I'm going to tell you why it's a tweet is because um, buses didn't exist. Yeah, probably have have the patience for one or two more, huh? Um, yeah, let's just, have a couple more. Just seen a bird shouting at her bairn to put on his pants, and then pointing at me, saying, "Look, the man's going to steal your willy." What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? No, I'm no. <laughs> It's a perfect, honestly, that's like, you, you know that thing where they're like the Hemingway short story that's like the saddest story in the least amount of words? That's like, like you can't yeah, cut a single baby, word out of that shoes. to be the funniest. Yeah, baby shoes for Never sale, worn. baby shoes for or steel, whatever. For steel, baby like, willy. Like, it's, it's, it's a literary masterpiece. <laughs> like every word in that adds value. Um, and it's from this book. And it, it's actually a tweet. Ryan King okay, with yep. two Gs. You didn't even let me guess. Oh, sorry. What were you going to guess? Tweet? Yeah. Oh. Well, King is actually from this book. So and oh. he's from the last book we read yeah. um, in Scandal and Scoundrel. Yeah. Um, he, he was the mm. Marquess of Evermore. Eversley? I'll do, the, I'll do yeah. one more. This one's oh, pretty good. tricky. Please. I wonder yeah. what this one will yeah. be. Okay. Notice there was a fly on our flight. And it full on blew me mind. You that lad has no that clue airplanes. that he's full on emigrated. 
We'll never see any of his family or pals ever again. <laughs> why is why is this book so funny? <laughs> That's a Scottish tweet um, at Rouse underscore MC. Is this book the first ever sexting scandal? Do you think so? What? Yeah. No, it's not a sexting scandal. It's leaked nudes. It's a sexting scandal. It's leaked nudes. Oh, it's yeah. leaked nudes, it's, isn't it? It's, well, yeah. it's revenge she's porn. Sec- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Which there's legislation against now. And it's well, first now ever. there is. First ever. I can't believe it, it took it this took, long. Well, this back is in the, 1830? Back in the old days, it took way longer to leak your nudes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't it? And that's what the book's about a little bit, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. It's Can we agree news. that? Yes. Yeah. In the olden times, to, if you wanted to leak your nudes, like you had to paint them, you really, <laughs> you really had to go after it. It would take a couple of afternoons <laughs> to get one down. I think I could leak my nudes pretty quickly in the old days. I would just go to this Hyde Park they're always talking about and pull my dick out. Yeah, that's leaking, <laughs> right? That's leaking nudes. Yeah, yeah, I guess no, but no, no one would then. You couldn't then share it around with society. So you would have to pull your dick out, wait for a painter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would maybe commission one. Um, can I mention how uh, much, although it's not my personality and my thing, how much I liked uh, how 420 friendly this book was? <laughs> what? <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. Can I read a couple passages? Yeah, please do. Maybe it's Sarah McLean. We'll have to have her on. We'll have to ask her. It's not my thing. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Yeah. You party? Oh, I know she does. Wes joined them. Then you no longer intend to wed the girl. The words summon an image of Lillian Hawkins' arms, her hair spilling down her back, tangled in his fingers, her lips on his, and Alec wanted to upend the nearest card table. He settled on, not for all the blunt in London. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, it's not for me necessarily, but uh, it's just cool. Me when neither. The book's a little bit four twenty. I don't. Friendly, I don't you know? smoke bloods. Yeah, I vape. Jamie, no. But did you like how four twenty friendly this book was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. She loves weed. Yeah, she loves it. I love. She's, um, like, she's like sublime over here. What, do you want to rate it, rate it the novel on the most scale? Uh, yeah, we probably should, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> um, it's a segment where we rate the novel on the most hardness scale, yeah. and I think this, this is a was... this is a reader request. Uh, yeah, someone uh, said like Joel... I would like to know about your sexual responses to the book. Yeah, Baby B Joel was like, "How hard does the, how hard do these books make you?" Yeah. Um, so we're and... happy to to sort of clue him in. I think this one was a fluorite. You think it was a fluorite? Yeah, it's a it's a four, four. on the Moe's hardness scale out of ten. Oh, ten okay. is diamond. You didn't like that he was he was so sexually giving to her. Is that your problem? I had to read it really fast. He was so sexually accommodating. I had to read it really fast because I didn't have a lot of time, and I had to read the whole book in a few hours. Yeah. And so I I I skimmed <gasps> some of the sexier no. parts. Yeah, Jack. During some of the sexier parts, I was definitely as hard as Orthoclase. <laughs> okay. Uh, Italian crystal. Uh, six yeah. on Somewhere, the six. Uh, the Mose scale. A six on the Mose hardness scale. Yeah. 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 Uh, common, Jamie? For, for folks who are not familiar with the Mose hardness scale, a common object associate that's similar to what orthoclase is would be uh, like a pocket knife. And uh, a common object that's similar to what fluorite would be is like a copper penny. So I hope that's helpful for folks who haven't um, read along. And Jamie, Jamie, how hard did it make you? Oh, um, I don't have a penis, so. Oh, it's not a. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not really about whether or not you have a penis. Yeah, it's about the it's Mo's about the Mo's hardness, hardness scale. scale. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, just say on. a gem, Jamie. Just say I don't know what's on the fucking. Just say a gem. Uh, Google it. Um, God, we gotta come qu- up with a quartz, Jamie Googles song. Quartz, quartz. I just we do have a Jamie Googles. Jamie's got seven. a Google. Okay, I literally just looked at the crystals quartz on my is, desk. And quartz is a seven one. on the most okay. hard okay. and that's scale. Like, so a mean, lot like what a steel nail would be. Hard, you're slightly Real harder hard. than I am. Yeah. During the, the sexier passages of these mm, books, mm. Yep. Um, I have so much I want to talk about. Can I just do a quick, just super quick fire sale round of notes? Yes. Bib Fortuna's in this book. 
have to talk, have to bring it up. Okay, Pip Fortuna, it's the major domo of Jabba the Hutt. For folks who don't know, I am talking a lot about Bib Fortuna lately because I purchased it's your son's great favorite expense off of Star Wars eBay character. a Bib Fortuna toy so that he could it's relive such a my child- up Star Wars childhood. Favorite Star Wars character to have. <laughs> and he's like, well, I told him that um, Bib Fortuna is Jabba's best friend. I know that's not true. He's more like an employee. Jabba, anyway, runs yeah. a, Jabba runs a gaming hell. That's common knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Before they could answer, the card table erupted in another commotion. Mm. From what Alec could see, the Hawkins character was attempting to negotiate a loan with the casino. The major domo had been summoned, and Hawkins uh, okay. was saying, My name will soon be known throughout the world. How dare you refuse me? <laughs> so that's, that's Bib Fortuna. So this adds an interesting wrinkle to the McLeanaverse, because I think that character is a uh, hero from yeah is a hero from a previous series and i didn't realize that that star it was bit fortuna yeah star wars um so that means that star wars <laughs> is in the mcleanaverse yeah i think that's i think george lucas would probably readily admit that he would admit that can we talk about nut lore um Less excited about that than i was about bit fortuna but it sounds like we're here i'm intrigued and so let's just I'm do intrigued. it yeah Oi! The call came loud and somewhat panicked from somewhere to her right, and Lily turned to look, only to see a furious chestnut bearing down on her. She froze, <laughs> suddenly horribly in a, unable to move. So, I don't know, big sentient nuts? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It's like the skeletons, right? Yeah, it's just part of the Where she just kind of she introduces it and then lets it hang. I mean, she's got so many books, so she's like, "I'm going to come back for That's this." That's nut lore. She's just dropping the she's dropping the seeds to nut lore. They're going to do the next one, Scandal and Scoundrel number three is going to be a a big nut and a skeleton, <laughs> and they're going to be on the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds fucking awesome. Last guys, fire- wait. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I just I thought that would be a really good moment to transition into love in the time of horses. I want you to hold on to those ideas. Wow. Oh sure. Skeleton okay. in love with a nut on the Death Star. So just hold that, Tanner. Finish what you have to do. Um, last segment. I just want to hit really quickly. Is this true? Okay. Mm -mm. Yeah. Let me read the passage. The Earl was the farthest thing from her mind. Are you going to tell me what you want me to do? They're they're about to they're they're hot to trot. They're gonna pork it. Yeah. One another. He was assaulted with images, with hundreds of ideas of what he'd like her to do to him, for him, to herself. He returned his attention to his trousers, a half dozen (laughs) buttons in the way of what he wanted. And he did, as he was asked, take them off. So, my question is, there are hundreds of things you can do? <laughs> hundreds. Hundreds of things you can do? Should we count them? I'm, I'm going to... Doing it. Number one, Frenching. Let me, Number think. Two, Let me think of all the things 69. I know. 69. There's three things you can do, folks. Fisting. Doing it. And that's Frenching. Four. 69 and fisting. And it's four. That's a long way from a hundred. Okay, wait, 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 wait! But don't forget, don't forget, fisting with your left hand, fisting with your right hand. Uh, you know, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. Sixty nining in the dark, sixty nining with the lights on, sure. facing this way, so facing that's that way. Ninety sixing, exactly. Ninety sixing. Okay, all right. Yeah, so you can get probably get the hundreds. It's, I'm not sure like ninety sixing has ever been done, but you know it's technically just, for folks who are, still, who are still new to this. Technically, it's four fisting, Frenching, doing it in sixty nine. Yeah, okay. Jamie, thank you for introducing our hit segment where we um, uh, we're concerned that um, everybody's making a, a million dollars off of these novels, and we're doing way harder work than they are because we read the whole novel in a week, and they take years to write it. Yeah, mm. and uh, but they're making millions, and we're and making then we record but- this in like an hour and a half. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly, and we're better at it. But and so, what if we take all the knowledge that we're gaining from reading this stuff and put it into our own 
property whereby we write our own romance novel and we've already done it and we've written a bunch of it and Jamie I'm really glad to have you here to yeah. help us with Thank it. You. It's our segment. The novel expert. is called Love in the Time of Horses. Um, and Jamie, we've got a little waylaid, so I'm oh, really okay. hoping you can help us with it. Because, like I mentioned before, like you guys are several episodes ahead right now, yeah. So there's a yeah. lot I haven't heard. I think that's actually probably for the better because we've sort of yeah. backed ourselves into a corner and we need help. It okay. keeps getting more f- fantasy. Okay, so maybe being on the Death Star with a skeleton is not going to be the solution. Well, you're the expert, okay. so All we're right. kind of going to defer to you. So here's what we know so far. Tanner, you can try to help me. Um, there's um, Lady Great Cleft. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pud Great Pud. Cleft. Pud, Pud Great Trisha. Cleft. And She's she, um, it's the time of horses. Yeah. Um, and it take, it's takes place on- It's Regency. It's Regency. But she, on Naboo. Um, you're not allowed to ride horses, and no. she, but she did. You ride nuts in this universe. Because of passion. Yeah. And then uh, we've got uh, a guy who... Big big nuts. And speaking of big nuts, we've got a guy called Baron Swalwood. Yeah. And he is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, is he also Gungan? I can't remember. He's a vampire. It doesn't say. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, but it, And it's horses v. vampires. Yeah. In this world, right? And so I guess they're both kind of hated by horses, right? Well, horses are hateful people. Yeah, the horses are mean. Yeah. And the horses are people? The thing well, for me... So to speak. Th- they're, they have human-like intelligence. Okay. I want to start fleshing this out a little bit. The, here's the thing. Here's one lesson we can take from Sarah McLean is that you, you build a universe, you know? We've built a universe. And then you have to make all the pieces kind of fit together inside that universe. We need to have the meat. We need to have an opening to the novel. Yeah, I was going to wonder, I was going to ask, has anything happened yet? No, we've been yeah, building the yeah, world, yeah. and we kept building it almost too much. Yes. I mean, not yeah. too much. Like the Gungan stuff is imp- important. It's the vampire important. stuff is it's obviously is essential, the and then the lore. horses is sentient horses. The nut lore is huge for this, and you know, there's a Death Star. There's definitely a Death, death Star. Of course. Right. Definitely, yeah. we can't not have that. Um, and there's a magic system that is um, I can't remember what the magic system is. is it anyway, Gungan well, based. I don't remember, but if you know someone's name, it's like in Brandon's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've commanded them. But I want them. To, I want to start doing the work of having the meet. And this is Jamie. Well, for Jamie, you. you're a professional writer. Yeah, yeah. This I don't. Is, I think somewhere can, we, can help. In. You can come in and help. You have the character bible now. Can you open? Can you open this novel for us? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see how this book opened. Yes. Oh, great. Plagiarism. I, like that. I love it. No inspiration. Yeah. Thank you. Do we want a prologue or chapter one? No, let's let's start with chapter one. Okay. The prologue's reserved for like the war of the gods that sets up the entire universe. The prologue is going to be full full of the like Gungan yeah. horse yeah, vampire yeah. stuff that's going to take a lot of setup. Yeah. Okay, so chapter one opens with a description of how beautiful Lily is, and then we get. Okay. Which is why the female half of the aristocracy took exceeding pleasure in the events of the 24th of April, 1834, the opening day of the Royal Academy Exhibition of Contemporary Art, and the day Lillian Hargrove, current favored beauty of the scandal sheets, was made a proper scandal and ruined Okay, thoroughly. So we should probably okay. describe so Pud's lady, beauty. I've got it. Lady Great Cleft is a beautiful, beautiful babe. Gungan babe. And that's why the horses wanted to paint her. Perfect. Does that is does that sound? It sounds almost too much like Jane Austen. Yeah, yeah. You're probably going to get a copyright strike on that. Isn't Jane Austen public domain now? Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Do you think that's a good opening for our? Is Jane novel? Austen yes. public domain? She must be. Is that true? Oh, why, why don't we just let's copy just Pride take, and Prejudice? Let's just take Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, yeah, it is. That's why Pride and Prejudice and zombies could happen. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Pride and Prejudice full text. Here we go. Yeah, uh, it's a truth universally acknowledged. Here we go. It's a truth universally acknowledged that a single Gungan in possession of a good horse 
Yeah. Must be must in one of, of, of a vampire. vampire. Yeah. Perfect. That's beautiful. That's actually really good. And yeah. so that's how we'll start. And then, then we'll do the thi- I like the thing about the horses want to paint her. The horses do want to paint her. Yeah. That's they do want to paint her. The horses yeah. are, I think, evil. They're very bad. Yeah. Yeah. But they do, they're like, um, they're like Thrawn in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Great collectors of art, great connoisseurs yeah. of art. Evil, yeah. but like, and they know that they want to paint. Her. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really beautiful. And then it, does she? Does she you know ride Thrawn? one as like payment? I know Thrawn because I've napped on a very long car trip to you Thrawn. I would love come in and out. Sleep to a Thrawn audiobook. It was really great, actually. It was really uh, good dozing. Sarah. So, uh, uh, my wife Sarah takes our boy. They love to read together, and Sarah often takes him to the library, and they pick out books. And it, it's often very sweet because he'll like recently he's been picking out like bug books and shit. It's cool. And then when he um, when they go back, she always has to persuade him to return a book so they can get a new one. And he never wants to return any of them because he loves them so much. Uh, and so that same thing was playing out this last time they were at the library. And then he happened to wander past the Star Wars graphic novels. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And he was like, send them all back. <laughs> send them all back. And so now, like, I walked in, uh, like, I went out for drinks with a friend, and I came home just as bedtime was happening last night and walked into the house and heard Sarah being like, and the they built a second Death Star in the Galactic <laughs> Empire. <laughs> Poor Sarah. I was like, what the well, fuck here's a question. Doing? Is that in the public domain? Because we can probably lift a no. little bit of that, too. I'm going to say No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is straying very far from a romance novel. I think that I yeah, think I see your romance. Yeah, I wanted. This is why I was hoping you would help us to yeah. bring it back. Um, oh, you think we should sex it up a little bit? So, so there's the opening line, and then uh, Pud wants the horse to paint her. No, but we need no opposite. The, the horse wants have to paint her because she's so. And so beautiful. then she says, "Fine, you can paint me, but I want to ride you." Because yes. I've always wanted to ride a horse. Yeah, and now now she's an outcast. Yes, right. And that's and like so she's getting, on the run. And that's like how she gets ruined in society, just like in the book. She's ruined. Thank you. Right. Thank you for bringing us back. And now she's ruined. Right. And now she's ruined now in she's a scandal. Ruined. Well, and in uh, and great and um, Swalwood doesn't think well of himself and has a inferiority complex. Because he's a fucking because vampire. His dick is too big. He's more oh. dick than man. Okay, that seems like pretty good. I feel yeah. like we fleshed it out a little bit. I'm feeling good about yeah. the direction the book is. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. You're welcome. God, I You're don't know welcome. if I don't know if anyone at a major publishing company is listening to the show, but Please. if you are and you're interested in this, I know we're not done yet, but like yeah. you've heard a little bit of the heat we're dropping. We've got a a yeah acclaimed author and former romance book reviewer contributing to the tax now too. So mm-hmm. yeah. If you want to offer us a six, the author of 67 Reasons Cats Are Better Than Dogs and the author of the two authors of Review of My Cat. Review of My Cat, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the author of Social Sabotage, the hit game that was on, sold on Walmart shelves everywhere, you know? So, wow. Feel free to just kind of- Just hit us up. Send the offers in. We're happy to consider any- any offer? Um, we don't have much time left. We've got to do some bottlerizing, Jack. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, fine. We have uh, to. So there's a lot of cursing Shakespeare in this novel. The um, Because he's a Robert Burns fan, uh, Scott. Oh, I love in the this talking heads. book is constantly talking shit on Shakespeare, which is also the, a favorite thing that Baudelaire used to do. Uh, also a graduate of my alma mater of St. Andrews. And Baudelaire famously took all the dirty parts out of Shakespeare, and that's what we're going to do for this book. Yeah. So you can listen to it um, at the dinner table. Um, we'll try to do a quick one, because we're running way past time. And it's a segment that's called... Uh, three three Prude Dudes. Three Prude Dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. And it's all of us. Um, does anyone have a passage they would particularly like to select? Can we do the carriage one? Yeah, please. The oh, first yeah, one. And Sarah, you know a Sarah McLean novel because they're, they're fucking in a carriage. They're fucking in a carriage <laughs> and there's like three acts of cunnilingus before the man takes his pants off. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Sarah. Yeah. Do you want to read it, Jamie? Yeah, please. 
He lifted his head and looked to her. Her eyes closed and frustration clear as she rocked against him. Mm. I mean, they're in, they're in a... Ca- stop, 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 stop. They're, well, they're in a carriage going over a bumpy road. What about, what like, rocked, rocked the vote or like... Rocked, rocked next vote. to him? That's a positive message. Like, she rocked... How about sat politely next to him? Sat politely okay. is great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, he lifted his head and looked to her. Her eyes closed and frustration clear as she sat politely next to him, desperate for something she could not find herself. That's why she was frustrated. Um, desperate yeah. for something he could easily give her. For mm. something he wanted to give her. Okay. We don't know okay. what it is it's yet. Maybe it's... Yeah, it's, it's be a, a gift. gift. Um, he slid a hand beneath her skirts. It, no. It, 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 it. Okay. Um, he slid a hand into the gift bag that was sitting yep. by his feet. Perfect. It's Santa. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, okay. He's, he's Santa. All right. Yeah. Um, the brush of his fingertips on the inside of her knee. No. The brush of his fingertips inside the bag on of the gifts. On the corner of one of the presents. Corner of one of the presents. Yep. Opening her eyes because she heard the rustling, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her mouth opened and he shook his head, staying her words. Great. Here, he teased, stroking there at her knee. No, no, at the pre- at the uh, uh, and beginning to unwrap. Here the he teased, beginning to unwrap the present. Yeah. She shook her head. Yeah. No, okay. Oh, um, okay. He slid his hand stops up the out- unwrapping. Yeah, he stops unwrapping his hand up the outside of her pantaloons. No, absolutely not. That's the dirtiest thing I've ever heard in my entire. Uh, he stops unwrapping the gift. And she keeps on her pantaloons. I think Jamie's point that she keeps on her pantaloons is good because it's like it's. I don't think it's a bad idea to constantly be establishing that everyone is fully wearing clothed. pantaloons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. He stops unwrapping the gift, and let's take a pause now to she remind just kind everyone of recognize that everyone in the scene is fully clothed. Yeah. yeah. To tell. And not erect. Um, loathing the fabric. It's fine. He just he has very particular fashion. He hates taste. her clothes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the way it blocked her from his touch. The way it... The way it was uh, so out of season, you know? Yeah. So Santa's judging. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally his fucking job, yeah. Jack. Have you not okay, heard yeah. about his list? Oh, she's probably wearing white after Labor Day. Putting her on the naughty list because she's wearing Poor fashion white judgment. after fucking yeah. Labor Day. You know what yeah. she's into? She's into the fast fashion. And Santa's yeah. like, it's insustainable. It's wasteful. Yeah. We don't we don't advocate for fast fashion in the North Pole. No. But he deserved it. The denial for what he did for not being good enough for her. That's fine. Yeah. Um Santa's like kind of self-loathing. He deserved it just as she deserved the pleasure he could give her mm. with presents. With presents. With presents. With yeah. presents. With presents. Yeah. <laughs> in this moment, just once. Christmas. Christmas, yeah. once a year. So in this yeah. Christmas, just once a year, without taking his own gifts because he's santa that's perfect okay. and santa wouldn't no yeah. he's santa's he's, not gonna take his own fucking gifts no. actually santa famously actually does not if masturbate. i can pause for a second is santa the saddest man in the world because no one gives him a gift well he's mrs claus gives person. him a gift do you know that well they surely do it at least okay all right forget it a little bit <laughs> right okay all Probably right on his it. birthday he gets like a, just a thought gets like a special <laughs> that feels even sadder than not having any sex at all just like okay it's your birthday here we go yeah all right uh here he asked again higher on her thigh near the crease that marked the beginning Absolutely. of her most no, secret no, place no, not no. jamie <laughs> jamie no here here he said handing her a present another gift and we should get into what these how are how about this how about this here he said reaching into her stocking to put in coal because she was wearing fast fashion. Perfect. Yes. Near the crease of it that marked the beginning of her most secret place where he wanted to be Bottom more of the than he... Okay. Bottom of the stocking. That's every woman's most secret place. Well, then this doesn't make sense. Where <laughs> he wanted to be more than he wanted to draw his next breath. This actually seems fine. Okay. Yeah, he's sad. He wants... Santa... The sad thing about Santa is he wants to be at the bottom of the fucking stocking with yeah. coal. He wants. Cause he wants because he only gets a fucking one one time. He gets a gift from a perfunctory gift from Mrs. Claus on his birthday. So so this next bit actually works because she's feeling sad too. She shook her head again, but this time the word came out on a little cry. No. Yeah. Okay. No. She's fucking sad yeah. too, man. This is the saddest story I've ever heard. He found the slit Watching in the Santa, pants. Like, oh 
what a bummer. Go ahead. He found the slit in the pants. Mm. Uh, he found the bottom of the stocking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Found the coal in the stocking. Found, found the, the slit in the stocking, which is the top of the stocking. Okay. Yeah. And moved yeah. deeper. Perfect. Yeah. Reached his hand okay. all the way down. Okay. Yep. Um, finding the soft curls there, stroking as she panted her desire. Mm, sounds no. charged, but finding the soft coal. I think you meant say finding the soft coal there. there. Yeah. Coal. Um, stroking. Stroking as she panted her desire. Yeah, that's what you would do if it's, it's Christmas Day. Um, yeah. Uh, every every Christmas morning, I come downstairs and look at the yeah. the full stockings and all the gifts under the tree, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, imagining their color because you can't see yep, them because they're still stockings. It's black. It's black. Um, a, a beautiful secret auburn. No, oh, it's black. How cold is this? I don't know. Okay. Um, here then. Fine. She was through with the game, and he saw the irritation in her gaze when she found his. And then she spoke, shocking the hell out of him. Shall I show you? Finally, she wants to open the presents, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Jesus. Yep. Took long she was fucking glorious. Let's mm, not cr- have a swear okay. word. She was glorious. He- mm, no. It was she- glorious. It was glorious. It was glorious. Christmas was glorious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why we're all panting. Hooray for Christmas. He replied instantly, please. And then her hand was on his, and she was pressing him deeper, past the curls and into the silken softness of her, hot and gloriously wet. Stocking. Yeah, and just throw stocking on the end of that, and I think we're good. (laughs) So, and then her hand was on his, and And she was pressing him deeper, past the coal, into the silken softness of her stocking. Yeah. Yeah. Hot and gloriously wet. Yeah, Fine. it got it fell in the milk. Okay. It's a wet stocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, she gasped a single word as she took what she wanted of the presents, her gaze unapologetically yep. on him there. He kissed her then, long and lush. His face- no, 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 no. Oh. No, Jamie, Jesus. He ho ho hoed then long and lush. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, long, yeah. His fingers searching and stroking and tempting her secrets from her until they were without breath because they were so excited about Christmas. Yeah, that and I would funny. say yeah. not from her, but from the stocking. Okay. Yeah, from the stocking. Uh, releasing her lips. I don't know when he had her lip. Oh, he kissed her then, right? No. Oh, no. He ho ho hoed no. then. Um, yeah. Releasing another ho ho ho. Yeah. Yes. He found her eyes closed as she rocked, as she sat politely next to him. That's what we do for rocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her hand on his, showing him all the ways she wanted him to open presents. Yes. yes. They talk for a little bit, so I'm gonna. Did either of them come yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a lot of talking. Jesus, uh... take your time, you two. <laughs> That feels good. It's just sort of a nice scene where Santa is giving someone a gift. Oh, okay, there it is. He watched those eyes, gray like the North Sea, riveted to him as her breath quickened and her hand clutched his wrist as she panted her desire, and he held that gaze until she called out his name. So maybe she called Santa. out Santa. Santa. She's just yep, so excited. That's fine. And she cried out again and again. Yay. Yay. Uh, taking him in the darkness, showing him the sun of gratitude. Showing him the gift. The gift. And what was it? An orgasm. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Tanner is gone, folks. Tanner's you need gone. to go use the bathroom. It's just me what and Jamie. We we're going to leave. Oh, we're going to leave. Well, I'd love to chat with you, but we do have to go. We can wrap up. Oh, this is going to be nice because Tanner's so bad at wrapping up. I'm trying to say all the things and he interrupts me. Okay. I can do that. Perfect. Um, what I would like to say is to thank everybody for uh, listening to our podcast. Thank Jamie, you. I'd like to thank you in particular for bearing with me, me this week. I would like to remind everyone that they can, of course, subscribe to our Patreon if they would like to. It is patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Please um, do that. Got, uh, talking about the Sweet Valley Twins books. We're also currently talking about the Babysitter's Club um, television show. T- TV show. There's lots there. It's just $5 a month or $10 a month, depending on um, what you want to do. Please do remember to join our Facebook group. It's Baby Nation on Facebook. It's very good. Rate and review our show. Five stars. On Apple Podcasts. 
And you can buy our merch, bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Actually, Jamie, I'm glad I have you here because what I must say next is that this week we read a novel. The novel that we read was called A Scott in the Dark. And that's our friend Scott. And I'm sorry, Scott. I hope this hasn't made you blush. It's Scandal and Scoundrel Volume 2 by Sarah McLean. Um, And next week, and this is where you come in. Oh, we got to pick the next book. Yeah, what should so we what read? You, what kind of thing are you guys in the mood for? Something sexy. Well, duh. Um, <laughs> do you want contemporary or just a historical? Do you want sci-fi? Do you want... If you've got something with like ghosts in it, I'll do that. But I don't um... have ghosts. I have space opera. Okay. Tanner, we're not talking. Tanner's like rushing back. We're picking the book for next week. Should I do the outro? Not yet. We're picking the book for next week. Um... You say, what's your favorite thing that we haven't done yet? Oh, oh, you guys got to do a sports one. You guys got to do a sports one. Um, <laughs> oh, that's an entire like subgenre? Yes. Sports? Yeah, let me find it. I'm looking Fuck for yes. a particular one. There are so many guys. Sports ones. Oh, oh, I know what. Sp- mm. I'm going to give you guys one of the Olympics books that I copy edited. Okay. Do you want figure skating, skiing, or... um? Hockey. Hockey. Do you want... No, I'm not going to let you guys choose. My favorite is okay. the skiing one. Um, let me f- okay. I, let me find it. Okay. We're going to do a skiing one. Oh, I love this book so much. Okay. So th- for next week, you guys are reading Seduction on the Slopes by Tamsin Parker, which, full disclosure, I copy edited. Um, so also, wow. if anyone finds any... So errors, if I find a t- I'm going to be 100% looking for a title. Do not tell me. Do not tell that me. Is, this was from like before I was reviewing Literally romance. the only thing I'm going to be doing yeah. next week. Oh, is I have to carry Jack typos. because Jack's not going to catch any notes except for all of the typos. <laughs> I'm just going to blame them all on the typesetter and proofreader. So Seduction on the Slopes next by week, Tamsin Parker. Seduction on the Slopes by Tamsin Parker. All that remains is for me to say that I have been this week, Jack Alexander Shepard. I'm Tanner. Our guest this week, no, is you. Me, Me? Jamie. No. It's Jamie. I'm Tanner. We're married. Yeah, she's (laughs) my wife. Okay. And let's have Jamie say who she is, and then you do the outro. I'm Tanner, and then I'm doing the outro. Jamie, anything to plug? No. Will you plug how cute our kid is? He's real cute. Yeah. Okay. Our guest this week has been Jamie Greenring, and you are... Tanner. And say the outro. Jack stayed with me, adoring me as we basked in our pleasure, whispering <laughs> long strings of his lovely lyric language against my ears, interspersing the words with soft, lingering segments until I shivered and pulled the blanket over us both. <laughs> That's from Uncle Tanner. I opened the red. <laughs> what is it? This. Can you tell me what it is? Mm. Who's that guy? A Gungan. <laughs> <laughs> Gungan! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I need help opening this guy. <laughs> Can you all open this? Yeah, we'll open him for you. Do you know what his name is? Yes. What? Uh, can you tell me what his name is? His name is Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks! Do you want to say, thank you, Uncle Tanner? Thank you, Uncle Tanner. <laughs> can you open this? Yeah, I'll open it. Be very!